0: Yo, what's going on, people? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to the Father Bucket Protocol, here as we enter the winter months. Uh, That's putting it lightly. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Dean Father Bucket Edwards. Got my man, Big Mike, on the boards, controlling, controlling the sound, boy, you know? Um <laughs> uh Vessi's back MIA. Now nah, I'm just playing. Vessi's doing big things of guan, you know what I mean? Um, and uh yeah, where he's he's made us very proud because we spoke about it last week uh on our previous episode, and Vessi actually they shot uh, you know, in response to uh this YouTube clip that, you know, became, I guess every anything that winds up uh water cooler. Uh, <laughs> becomes the the sort of a, uh, um, a, a splash explosive moment in pop culture I guess and and so uh the woman walking through New York City for ten hours has has created you know numerous uh offshoots and and everyone sort of took to the streets of New York City to create their own spoofs on it um, maybe as a reaction because a lot of people felt like so so what? You know, it's cat calling, get over yourself. A lot of people I, I, I know a lot of women that um uh, didn't didn't feel offended. They were like, So so what? Yeah, you know. Um, but as a man, it's hard to say that because if you say it, then you know, you're just you're just against women being cat called. You don't you're you're fine with women being cat called. No, I'm not I'm, I'm not fine. I mean, especially when you have daughters, you know, but I also understand that there's there's going to be people that are going to catcall and they are going to be people that are just being friendly and then you'll have possibly other, like, there's they're just crazy people out there. They're predators, uh, you know. There's some of everybody out there. So you got to prepare your children for everything. That being said, Vessi, um, he even mentioned it last week uh, that he was doing um his own version of it. And so... The other day, on the cover of SlamOnline.com, that wonderful basketball publication, which also has a, a website, you mean, um, they, they had as sort of their cover story of the day, 10 hours of dribbling in New York City as a white boy video. <laughs> I love that as a white boy, <laughs> as if that's not implied, but I get it. Um, and then it, it goes on to say Slam contributor Joseph Vesey went to the streets of New York City with his basketball and sweats in his latest sketch, watching dribble through Manhattan while receiving comments from passerby in the video above. And we say, good for you, Joseph. He's done good. He's made us, he's made us proud. Ah, oh, Peter would be very proud right now if he subscribed to, a, to, to Slamonline.com. Um, but y'all can also check, go to you can go to Slam and check it out, or you can go to uh, Joseph Vessie's YouTube channel and make sure you follow him on uh, Instagram and Twitter at uh, Joseph Vesey and check out uh, his podcast, The Callback, um, which we're still supposed to record a new episode of. You know? But in the meantime, you're here on the Father Monkey Protocol, man, and what has been going on? Did I tell you to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards. Well, I'm telling you now. And listen, man. Uh, as always, we tell people, you know, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Uh, make sure you comment. Comments are important. I like uh, I like getting the comments. Shout out to uh, I think it's jeez um, Cindy Ellis, our our latest fan. On, on SoundCloud because I I get prompts she I think has listened to if not by now she might have listened to every uh every episode and she's clicked like and she's doing what she's supposed to. she's doing what a good listener and fam of the show would do she's listening liking and she might even comment so we appreciate that and big up all our um our normal listeners and any new listeners um that are checking out and riding with us Man, as always, uh, you know, we we go over some things that are going on. You know what? Here's the thing. So Bill Cosby, right? I, uh, you, yeah. What? You, you know, it's, what do you do? What do you, you know, you you hope the allegations aren't true, but damn, you know, there's a lot of women coming forward. A lot of women are coming forward uh, with these allegations that. Uh, that that bill slipped of a, a, a Mickey a Ruthie, um, and it's and it's sad, man. Because unfortunately, here's here's the worst part, in my opinion. Not the worst part, but here's what sucks about it: if he's if he's innocent, this is the ultimate character assassination. Because all you have to do is all you have to do really is put it out there. Once once the R word, people always talk about the N word. Once you put the, the R word out, man, it's damn near a rap. It's hard to come back from that. My man, um, I'll never forget it was uh season two. How many of y'all how many about to take you back, way back. How many of y'all remember the the real world season two, right? The real world season two. Mikey does, he's smiling. Real World season two, they were in Cali. First season was in New York. It had like Heather B the rapper. Heather B, who's down with BDP? Um, and uh Kevin Powell and Julie was the was the model. And um, geez, uh Pedro was was Pedro on the first season or the second season? Because I remember he became a uh, an advocate for for gay rights and also Face for um, you know HIV education. Who, who are you running up on? So um, anyway, my man, uh, you know my my brother from another mother. Yo, oh, you didn't know? Mike just said Pedro's dead. Yeah, Pedro died years ago, man. Um, I remember it was a it was a big deal. Uh, as a matter of fact, but was he season one or season two? Does it show? Um, Mike is checking right now online in the meantime you just said wow like like you were surprised he's dead yeah he's uh, he's been dead for a while does that sound insensitive me saying it like that but he's 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 where have you been michael anyway my man uh david edwards funny talented young brother david edwards um was on the real world season 2 now here's what's funny i remember seeing david uh, okay so it was it was it was was it was San Francisco was season 2 and it wasn't LA it was San Fran. So uh season 2 you had uh Pedro uh, yeah, I remember uh true story there was a cowboy dude uh forgot his name um uh, but I remember his. this is the story true story uh David Edwards Tammy uh who, damn, I don't remember Tammy's last name, but y'all probably, anyone that doesn't remember that far back, you'll know her from Basketball Wives um, in Miami. She, uh, and back then, uh, she was also a, uh, I guess you could say, fledgling actress slash uh, singer, because I remember there was an episode where, <laughs> why do I remember this crap? She, they had an episode. They had a. She had a singing group. This is back in the era of sort of TLC and and Jade and uh, Jeanne and SWV and and like you know sisters three letter acronym groups. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see I'll go, TLC SWV. Uh, let's see Jade Jeanne. Uh, you had to have one name. MoKen and Steph, remember them? Moke and Steph on this hype remix. Uh, he's mine, he may have had want once, but I got it all the time. They were like four alias Speaking of Aaliyah, we're going to come back to that. Um, but uh, <laughs> Mike, remind me about that. So, uh, and my man David, and then fill in blank other other people. But Dave was a... Was, uh, uh, Coming up, Tammy was in a group reality check because I remember they they at their uh they had a performance and each one turned around and said reality and as they turned around and said check reality check <laughs> and, and and BBD uh um uh, it, it was the acronyms for the brothers too uh, Bell Biv DeVoe now you know yo slick low he's driving me out of my mind. That's why it's hard for me to find. I think that's all I could get away with before they charge for that. So that's it. Uh uh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's how you knew that you had that that you had the full album. Um, because you knew the laugh at the end. It was a he hit the high note, uh, poison. uh uh-huh. <laughs> And there was a little laugh. And now that you you wouldn't hear that part on the radio. You only heard that if you had the the CD or the K-single. Remember K-singles? <laughs> you would go and buy tape. I just threw out. Uh, I had Usher's first big single, uh, "Think of You," and I just threw the tape out because it popped. Um, that was when Usher when Usher first came out. He was down with Diddy. It was in the video. Mm-hmm, yeah All I do is think of you So then, oh, oh, yeah um, Anyway, uh, I used to love that song I, So another love One that I can trust uh, Shout out to everybody that knows that song It's like, yo, I remember that song too Or if you want me like Oh, I used to love that song That was my jam when I was in college Um, Or in high school Or in elementary You know what? Yeah, if you were listening to Usher in elementary school You were but now y'all are off age, so it's all good. So, anyway, bringing it back to my original point, David Edwards uh, was on this show, and Dave was actually part of like that the DC crew of comedians that had moved to New York and started getting some uh, some some heat. I say because I remember seeing them on. Uh, as a matter of fact, we spoke about this a little bit when my man Rick Younger was on. BT had a show called Teen Summit and right after Def Jam Def Comedy Jam premiered they uh they had Martin Lawrence come on with uh Charles Smith's wife Lisa was the host and and they had uh they had Chappelle, Edwards and this dude D'Artagnan Edmonds and they they all uh they all performed stand up and and Lisa was like, "Well, maybe you can get them on Def Jam." And and Mom was like, "Yeah, we already we already shot this season, but hopefully we'll get them on next season." And then the first out of that crew that I saw on TV was uh was David Edwards, and Dave had a had a dope set. And next thing you know, they uh when they cast House Party Two, was it House Party Two? No, it was House Party Three, if I'm not mistaken. David Edwards. Was in house party two or three? I want to say three, I think. Um, and and you know things were things were looking up for dudes. So then he's on the real world, and it's funny because this was back. This was the the you know era of these sort of original reality shows. So you didn't know. Like now, I think the average person has an idea that it's a scripted reality it's a created television show and a story is being told but back then you didn't know that, they, that there were archetypes included with every um every version of so you had you had the innocent young waif uh, either male or female that didn't know any better had never been you know to the big city um there was always there was always you know the the good looking dude that that, you know, was was like Eric Eric Neves, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. he he was on Real World season one in New a York. Host. He became he became a host and actor. Um, he had workout videos, and uh, and who else? Um, they they would have the 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 the, the milit- There was always a black militant, either there was always a black militant or sassy black woman. And Heather B was probably the first sassy black woman on a reality show. And then Tammy ran with it. Uh, I remember there was a there was a woman named or a young lady named Beth. Beth was on Real World season two, and so there was a long story short because this has been far longer than it needed to be. So in in this particular episode, season had been going, and David and Tammy and them they were all playing. They were you know, playing. And I'm I'm a viewer. So this is just what I saw, what I recall as a viewer. They were all playing. They were uh, Tammy and David. They were playing. They were kind of, you know, horsing around. Tammy's in, um, if not a blanket, like a sleeping bag. Uh, David does something where he uh, he is pulling the sleeping bag off of her. She gets embarrassed by, it, but but she's laughing through the whole ordeal. And then fast forward, and once again, this this could be how they edited it, but I'll never forget um the that Beth said, Oh my God, it's like he raped you. And I remember, hold up, I remember <laughs> I remember like watching and hearing like the, the mental record player in my mind go, you know? And I was like, wait, rape? He, they, they were just playing. And next thing you know. It became this big thing going back and forth where Tammy was was screaming on him and uh, and who knew that uh, what what it would become years later on basketball wise. So um, long story short, your your boy David got got kicked off and he even he got. I remember seeing it. He was a little misty eyed because he's like, for somebody to put that word on you, I I had no. There was no rape involved. That y'all were playing. There was no rape. You kidding me? But I I always felt like that really helped derail a promising career, you know. Um, because he was funny. We used to see Dave all the time uh, at the comedy clubs in, in New York, Boston comedy club, and uh, and shout out to my man David Edwards, man. Um, because I I think he was a, an early example of what they're doing to Cosby now. Now, once again, I don't I don't know whether bill cosby did or didn't uh do the things he's being accused of i think i think my my issue my the the problem i have is that in a in a in a country where you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty it seems like um it seems like bill in the in the law of of, of public opinion people even though I I haven't seen a lot of people really a, a, a attack him, but most people I've seen on social media, what have you, have said they don't want to hear about it. Which then, which then leads other people to say also oh, celebrity people get so full of vitriol when they're when they, oh, so you're saying a celebrity should get a pass, and they're saying no, I just you know I don't want. I've seen people put please don't flood my timeline with this, which. You can't really tell somebody not to post something on their page. If you follow them, you follow them with the good and the bad. You can't uh you can't control what somebody else says. That that kinda defeats the purpose of um of your own page on social media. If you don't want to hear it, unfollow. Uh yeah. So I, I just I feel like, you know, Bill Cosby, you know what it is? He's 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 done. You know he's been not only a, t- a talent and an entertainer that's given a lot as a performer, but also has given a lot as far as written. You know checks and and you know giving money to you know many different universities, a lot of them historically black, black colleges and universities. And I think people should at least uh, let the let these things play out to see where they fall. Now, unfortunately. Well, now Mike just made a point. He said, "I can't see him raping somebody." But honestly, what does a rapist really look like? You know, on the flip side, the flip side of that argument is he's the Jello Pudding Pop <laughs> dude, <laughs> and, and and you know, what? his 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 uh, this was just dumb uh, recently, maybe a couple weeks ago. He, he they they made a meme generator where you could put Bill's face up, and I guess they put his face up. Like his 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 publicist or what have you, they put put up his face with a meme, and then they said, "Okay, guys, your turn." And people, <laughs> people were mean. baby. people, oh, this is the face of 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 a rapist, and what what you look like after you stick your jello pudding pop inside without without getting clearance. You know, it was just people of people of mean. Every you know what it is. Everybody wants to be funny now. <laughs> Everybody. Is uh is is trying to be everyone's a com- everyone's a comedian now, and that? that's what it is. Can't you what it is? Um, but you know, I I, I wish Bill well. I mean, it, and his his was crazy, even though he may not have done it because the word rape uh has so many connotations, negative connotations attached to them. Nobody wants to be involved with anyone that might have the word rape involved with them. So he had this, uh, this new show NBC was developing. And yeah, they, yeah, they were supposed to be developing a, a new sitcom for the 2015-2016 season. I remember reading about it a couple of months ago and saying to myself, oh, that'd be dope to, to get on a show like that, rock out with with, uh, with the guys. And NBC just scrapped it because of this. Uh he was supposed to do another, he did an an hour plus special on uh Comedy Central a couple months ago and he had a new deal, excuse me, with with Netflix, where he was supposed to be recording a, a new hour special or whatever. And and that just that got postponed. At least Netflix was like, you know what, let's see how long before the smoke clears. Um, and, and you and you know it's funny. All of this kind of sparked because my man Hannibal uh, Hannibal Burris did a set where he mentioned where he mentioned uh Cosby and he said uh you know Bill Cosby I'm I'm paraphrasing Bill Cosby is is the worst kind of old black dude feels like he can talk down to everybody. Cause he's like, oh, look at me! I had a TV show that was successful in the '80s. Pull your pants up and stop walking around with these sagging pants and walk straight and, and do well in school. Um, because I had a show in the '80s. Uh, yeah, but you rape women, Bill Cosby. So, and I was like, damn. And I remember watching it. Now, here's the thing: I've got, I've had conversations with a couple of comics where uh, they were like, um, they, they. Well, I said here. I I think it's a. It was when I first saw it. I did laugh. Um, so comedically it was sound. I just I didn't understand where it came from. I wondered why Hannibal brought up uh, brought up. I wondered if Hannibal had something where Cosby like attacked his his form of comedy or something because it seemed odd that Hannibal was bringing up. You know, rape allegations from years ago. You know, because most comics are usually timely with their material, so it, it it caught me off guard. I was actually surprised. Uh, um, oh wow, Mike just now. Here's the thing, Mike Michael just uh showed me something on his phone. TV Land pulls Cosby Show reruns from lineup after new allegations. Which, honestly, people, that's 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 no one. <laughs> Nobody is watching the Cosby show and saying, Yeah, damn rapist You said she's sitting there, yeah, Claire, you know, Claire, you know what he did? You sitting there telling Theo what to do. What did you do? That's that to me, that's that's ridiculous. Because everybody else, um well, Mike just said it. Everyone else, the writers, everyone attached to the show suffers like like they did something. Once again. I'm going to say it again, I don't know if Bill Cosby did or did not do anything. I'm not taking sides one way or the other, but it seems like when when t v land pulls reruns and Netflix pauses the deal and n b c cancels the the forthcoming show, people have sort of made up their mind already, you know, uh which goes back to to the era we live in, which we've we've spoken about, you know um you know, previously, because, I don't know, it's, it's, it's it's it'd be tragic if, uh, if it is, if any of it is true, and what makes it worse for, for Mr. Cosby is, is the fact that I think there like, 12, 12 women have come forward, you know, um, None of them black, which is interesting that we've seen. I was uh, the first. The first thing popped in my mind when I saw they sh- they showed like three of the women. I was like, oh, Bill Cosby like that white meat. He like he likes he likes that contrast of skin tones. <laughs> As Tracy would say, he like that contrast of skin tones. Um, uh, you know, so hey man, I I I can't we really all just get along. I wish them well. I wish, I wish everybody well. You know I didn't believe I didn't believe Janice Dickinson, the 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 model, the former the former supermodel. Uh she's the one that I was like, "Wait, hold up. Didn't you what, didn't you say you were high a lot back in the days? You were at Studio 54 getting high all the time." And now she's saying when she was like a t- like 18 or 19, she was hanging out with with uh Cosby in in, her, in his room. And he slipped her something. And then she woke up and she was in pain. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on. But she, but she also said how she was high all the time back then. And then in her book, they, they just, uh, his, Cosby's lawyer said it's a lie because his, uh, because in her book, she said that they met years ago and he brushed her off. So it's, it's suspect. And then another woman. Another woman, and th- this is more the co- the comedic side of it. It makes you wonder because there was a- another woman who said she was high and he raped her multiple times. I'm like, well, well how, do, how do you I get raped? How do you get raped multiple times? Like, after the first time, you kind of say, you know, maybe I shouldn't go back. I mean, I, I don't know if he slipped anything, but but, but I'm walking funny now and... And my head hurts, but he has another concert tonight. So why not? Ugh. What's that? Oh, he so said Mike. Michael just said that his his stand up shows have not been canceled, so so at least that's good. Or some some looking sound. Um. No. Anyway, I'm uh I'm I'm reading, and. Someone posted that they think that they're they're listening to the episodes out of order. Uh, Insta-summer. insta <laughs> What what was the most recent episode? I think the the Eminem was the most recent. Oh well, yeah, I think the Eminem just uh was a recent episode. Anywho, um, so the, what was that, Mike? The, what 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 thing? The Aaliyah, a- Aaliyah oh the m the m freestyle joint yeah 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 so anyway so also <laughs> so lifetime shows <laughs> lifetime network they the, the lifetime channel they showed this Aaliyah, the princess of r and b hey' <yo. laughs> yeah here's well here's what's funny I was at home. I, I think I was gigging the night it aired, so I didn't even know about it until I think I was on Facebook, and my man uh, Finesse Mitchell, a boy SNL alum, uh, Finesse actually mentioned the Aaliyah movie, and people started. People started going in, so they started. I had no idea. They, they were talking about how tragic the casting was, it, and here's the sad thing. I, I'm cool. Twinkie and I are friends. Twinkie Bird, who's the cast director, Twinkie and I are cool. And the casting uh, on on this particular film left a lot of people confused because, okay, first of all, Missy Elliott has to have finger waves back then, back in the the mid 90s when you thought of Missy Elliott, you're like, oh, this little short dark dark chick. Uh with 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 nice lips that has finger li- finger waves and a garbage bag um for for a costume. That's what you thought of and always went. <speaking> like Missy's whole thing was <speaking> Yeah, and they they got <laughs> they got this chick that's like a size two. That's a size the only thing this this Actress had in common with Missy, is they were both short. They didn't the hair, the hair looked like a mop. Um Timberland. No, I'm not even going to talk about Timberland, that the actor that played Timberland. Let's talk about the dude that played Damon What Damon Wayne's. Damon Dash. Damon Dash, who who I know were cool. Damon, and Damon is, is getting in shape. He's been boxing because I see him on uh, Instagram. And he's getting in shape. But back during the the the, the mid nineties, um, prior to Rockefeller really blowing blowing up the way they uh, eventually did, um, around the time when I guess they would have first met and, and Jay started really getting hot, you know, the late nineties, Damon Dash was a, was a a short, not chubby, but a husky dude. The dude they got to play him. This dude. You look at this dude, you're like, all right, that's like Bizarro Will Smith. Like, if you ever seen, if, if any of you have ever seen the uh, those late night commercials for hip hop abs or Insanity with Sean T, Sean T and his, his lispy S and his, his, my name is Suantee, T, uh, then you'll know this is, that's what this dude that played Damon Dez looks like. You're looking at this like, I. Right, I know Damon Dash ain't got a six-pack, and I know this dude got abs. This dude is a... They, they got some, like, sexy LL-type cat to play Damon Dash. And, and you're looking at a picture of him right now? Mike's looking at a picture. Y'all go look at a picture. Pause this. Pause the show. Go look at a picture and come back. It's ridiculous, I tell you. He's <laughs> not supposed to... Like, his, his head... He did have a big head. That's, that's what made me say, oh, well, maybe they cast him because... He and Dane both have a lot on their mind. They both have large craniums. Uh, but aside from that, so yo, it was just, it was entertaining. Uh, I didn't even see the movie until way after the fact. I actually even posed the question on uh, on I think Facebook and, and Twitter where I was like, okay, was the band, was the movie really as bad as people are making it out to be? Or people uh exaggerate. I said I think I said on a scale of of glitter. How bad how bad is the movie on a scale of glitter to showgirls? You know, that's that's what I wanted to know. And uh and a lot of people said it was it was worse, which is which I say it's it's tragedy is what it is. It's it's insane. I you know I really felt bad for I felt bad for the actress that played Aaliyah because it's not her fault. It's actually it's none of the actors' faults, you know well and, and and here's the thing now it, it, it they they scored over two million viewers, and for a network like um, like Lifetime, that's actually a win on a Saturday night that's that's actually a, a big win, but uh people watch for the wrong reasons, and, and that go when I finally watched it, I didn't watch it because I wanted to watch it. I watched it because I wanted to laugh. You know, like, like you ever you ever hear about something that's so bad? You're like, I gotta, I have to see how terrible this movie was. And subsequently, because people had said it was so terrible, when I finally saw it, I was like, eh, I you know was was it bad? Yeah, you know what? Because most of the people, I don't, I, it didn't seem like they were acting. It seemed like they were they were uh, doing impressions of of who they thought. All these characters were from R. Kelly Kelda. Can we talk about the fact that R. Kelly looked looked more like the dark skinned dude from Black Street than R. Kelly? You know they cast they they cast Chauncey. No, better better yet, it looked like Lexington Steel. <laughs> the, the porn star His, the, R. Kelly looked like Lexington Steel. <laughs> For anyone that uh, doesn't know or is unfamiliar with Lexington Steel, I suggest you um, go Google him and uh, do your research, and then come back to me. Leave a comment. Uh, then look at look at Lexington Steel. Look at uh, a screenshot of the guy that played uh, the guy that played Lexington Steel. The guy that played the Lexington Steel story when one pipe is not enough. Uh, no, look at look at a picture of Lexington Steel. And then do a screenshot of the dude that played R. Kelly, and then look at a, a picture of R. Kelly, and you'll you'll see my point. Because And they made it a, the this love story that R. Kelly and Aaliyah had. They made it seem like like uh, Aaliyah's parents were tripping when she announced <laughs> that they had gotten married. They made they made it seem like how how could you try to stop this love affair from blooming? well cuz it's a uh, statutory rape and you know actually i i don't want my i don't want my my teenage daughter uh doing anything other than making music with Mr. 12 play could you imagine you, be, you your, your daughter comes home and, like i'm trying to think like a real nasty song like what what do you do if if your daughter comes home and like my dad i i just met um Met Lil Wayne and I'm pregnant by him. What? Lil Wayne? You mean the the, the dude that, lo, 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 like a lollipop dude? Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, look, Mike <laughs> Mike doesn't even have daughters and he just went, ugh. Because I, you don't want that to happen. Um, but it did. Uh, it made for, for an interesting ratings uh, debate because is it about ratings or is it about uh, the art and telling the proper story? I saw I saw Wendy Williams, who who was a producer and who said she was gonna get it right. Um when it came to doing this biopic, a lot of people felt like she got it wrong. A lot of people felt like uh as a representative of uh of you know the the hip-hop world, I guess because um Wendy is, whether you feel she is or not, she is some sort of representative um uh, because you know the hip-hop community helped build her. Build her brand, y'all know how much. Y'all know how much I love that word, but uh, yeah, the 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 hip hop community did definitely help to build build Wendy up to who she is, um, and people felt betrayed. Like you you expect that movie to get made with so many errors by somebody that's totally disconnected from. From the culture you know you you hope but I you know I told people I said look it's, it's lifetime what did you expect do y'all really think look I love Angela Bassett but do you really think Angela Bassett's uh lifetime movie about Whitney Houston's life is going to be um of Academy Award caliber if we can even define what that is and by that I guess um, you know, it's going to not only look great But it's going to be a great story A great script uh, uh, Attached to great performances We can hope Because I remember uh, Well, well, the Tina Turner movie was good But it was a, What's Love Got To Do With It Was a theatrically released yeah. film And it wasn't on TV And she got nominated Angela Bassett and Lawrence Fisher Both got nominated oh, I'm sorry, he was Larry back then he he was Lawrence yet he didn't put LAU he was Larry that was that there was Larry um yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting that's not to say it can't be a good movie maybe maybe Angela uh, Bassett will surprise us i know i know i know Bobby Christina was salty and, and and was going in uh once again via social media on Angela Bassett and she was mad um when they months ago because how dare they not consider her to play the part of her mother Whitney. And I said, "Well, I I think Bobby Christina is better playing Bobby because she looks more like her father than her mother. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, Bobby Christina looks more like uh, Robert Brown than uh, Whitney Houston Brown. Uh, that's just my point. And I heard uh, Timberland went off. Timberland, uh, the actual producer, he had a field day with um." With. It's it's been the week of memes or the, or, the, or the month of memes, you know, from the Cosby memes to all the all the uh, memes that people made on <laughs> on social media when the Aliyah movie came out because uh, because of I guess such bad well well I say terrible casting but w- w- because of such casting that that. Didn't uh, look on point with the people they were playing. Everyone, you see, how I just did that politically correct thing because Twinkie and I are cool, and cast me uh, in, in a movie before, so I don't want to. I want to totally piss on her, but but a lot of people are salty with you, Twink. I'm just saying, um, and which is crazy because she did a great job casting Notorious, the same casting director that cast that cast the movie Notorious based on Biggie Smalls. Um, Life and a lot of Mike is saying he liked like that movie. Um and they got they got it right as far as I mean the, the, the young lady that played Faith looked like Faith Evans. Biggie, uh his name is Gravy. Biggie big, dude that played Biggie look just like Biggie. But his name is Gravy. Um uh Derek Lucas Puffy. Eh, he, he he did he look like Puffy? No, they're both darks skin, but I think he did a good job playing Puffy. Um, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Mackie playing Pop. Some people didn't like it. I was fine with him playing Pop, and uh, and everybody else filling the blanks. And what's the girl? Notori no, Notori something. She used to be in Three LW. Another three three letter uh or, or acronym because there's a number and two letters in that one uh, yeah, she played Lil, Lil Lil Kim and uh so they did a great job with this so that's why it's it's odd that it felt like they were just they went to they went to the, you know the Chris Rock calls like there's there's the main mall and then there's the mall that used to be the mainstream mall that black people took over so it's the black mall. that's what it felt <laughs> like as a lot of people feel like. They they just went to Mo like hey, hey y'all, we doing a movie. I want you? Who who wants to play? Who wants to play R. Kelly? You. You, nah, you too light skinned. You know what? But you light skinned, I got a role for you. you. You gonna play Dame Dash. You got abs? Yeah, I got perfect. Your head is gigantic. This is perfect. So that's how people felt about uh, the Aaliyah movie. And the memes started rolling through. That word is funny, meme. The meme, the meme started rolling through because uh, I saw any and everything from pictures of uh, Ti's wife. uh, (laughs) People would be Ti's wife, Tiny, and people saying Lifetime presents the Smokey Robinson story and Whoopi Goldberg. Pictures of Whoopi saying Lifetime presents the 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 uh, (laughs) T Pain story. People they, people were foul, but damn if they weren't funny, man. They they were all, it, it kept me entertained. And, and I know Wendy uh, defended it by saying, well, you know what, we broke records and I wouldn't do anything different. But once again, so what? Yeah, you broke records, but you didn't tell, 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 tell the authentic story. But then, you know what, people, here's what everybody missed out on. I didn't miss out on it, but they did. People missed out on the fact that while they were showing uh, the movie, the, the, uh, the Aliyah movie, Princess of r and they failed to notice that a movie's coming out called An En Vogue Christmas. Can we? There's a look, Mike. I took a picture of it. It's, look, An En Vogue Christmas. There's a story. Someone was. Someone must have said, "You know what? Since we'll have the darkies' attention, why don't we make a movie?" Remember that group that everyone loved? Another uh, all-female vocal group. Mike, uh, Mike, you just sounded so white. What was that song they had? Um, they had "Hold On to Your Love." You got to hold. They actually had a bunch of. This. They had that. They had "Bring Your Money." The rest will follow. Oh, you! Oh, Mike just got excited. He's by. He liked that song, "Free Your Mind." Um, they had that song on the soundtrack to uh, to set it off. Uh, 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 uh. Tell me what's it gonna be? I can't pretend. Y'all yeah, ain't know I had that high note in me. Um, and then on the first, they had a bunch of songs that sounded like "Hold On." On their first album, they had lies, lies, using guys' as alibis. And na uh, na 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 nah, he, And then, like, two other singles, I remember. Um, but, yes, uh, you all make sure you check out, if if you didn't have enough fun watching Aliyah, the princess of R&B, you got to make sure you check out An En Vogue Christmas, starring En Vogue and my man Dag, David Allen Greer. And uh, you know what? If nothing else, I it should be entertaining because Dag always makes me laugh bad. Y'all wanna right hear <laughs> you wanna <laughs> I, I plug everybody else on the show because they entertain me. If you entertain me, you won. Um Dag had this this uh one of the crank yankers CD. There was this uh character he did uh Landanius. Truth fair. Uh, it's the truth, it's the truth fair. It's a it's a funny character that he did on uh, Crank Yankers. If y'all get a chance, go listen to Landanius True Fair. Um, try to order some uh, some some high top sneakers <laughs> from. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's Joy Lays. Me and my boy Rich, we still we heard that probably in like '06, and we still we still run it. It's uh, till nose to toes, cheek to cheek, butt to butt, everybody busting up. So, any, anywho, um, I know last week I forgot. Um, there was something very serious on my mind. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it were, what it was, I was uh, that were on my mind last week um, because we didn't get to everything that I wanted to, you know, address. I had somebody, I, I, maybe this was it. We, I, I did this show in Portland, and I did a bunch of media, uh, newspaper articles. Sorry for yawning in your ears. You know, it's been a long time since I whispered in your ears. You know, for any of y'all that don't know what this voice is, you might have to go back in time and listen to a couple of the previous episodes to understand exactly what is going on. I'm in your ear right now son. And it feels good, don't it? Pause. <laughs> hey. And it feels good, don't it, girl? I'm in your ear. <laughs> so, when we were doing, uh, we, we did these, uh, news, news articles, uh, which is standard when when you go on the road. And, uh, and actually, um, it was the highest rated issue of this news publication in, in uh, in Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, Ever they sold off the shelf because um, I was on the cover, either that or someone. Uh, uh, you know what? There were there were a handful of Negroes. There were some darkies out there. So anyway, I remember, I'll never forget when I was uh, being interviewed. Um, the the young journalist uh, actually said to me, "Now, what if not if not what would you be doing if not comedy?" And made me start working on this bit, but even deeper than that, it made me ponder. It's interesting. This is the only. This is the only um, realm of work that people, no matter how much success you have, people still kind of question it. You know, no one. You'll never look. You'll never look at a at a dermatologist. Yeah. Or a dentist, or an, or, or an orth, orthodontist, you'll never look at them and say. So, if you weren't, if you weren't, if you weren't uh, filling people's teeth, filling cavities, what what would you do? You know what I mean? And I think you know, I, I I I've spoken with a couple of people about it, and we've come to the realization. We said, well, here's the thing: number one, I think when you are any form of artist, whether Comedian, or an actor, or a singer, or a rapper, or music producer, or filmmaker, or sound guy, Mike. You know, this is the this is the only type of um, not the only type, but these types of jobs um, where you're doing something that you love. Because, Mike, I'd imagine you love sound engineering, you love your job, you love what you do, and I think you probably also. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong. There's an excitement that comes with when you're on a set or when watching watching uh, other creatives and then you're around other creatives there's a buzz that you get from from being around other people that are creating uh, team Mike just said he likes teams and so there's something exciting about being part of a team and and, and making something out of nothing really the same way. I don't know. Someone that works for the CDC uh, might be doing everything they can to work on the cure for Ebola, or uh, to cure the uh, the zombie virus on The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, there's 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 an excitement, but the difference being that as a, as a performer, I don't think people. A, I don't think people look at what we do. As a, I won't even say as a performer, as someone in the arts um, that's not teaching it but is actually doing it, I think people have this um, this misconception about creatives, as I call them, or, or artists, in that they're like, "Well, yeah, you do that, but what do you really do?" You know, have you ever had some? Have you, Mike? Mike I'm asking Mike. Mike, Mike is nodding. I'm sure all the time people are like, "Yeah, so what? What else?" Um, you people will, will say to you, "Well, what? So, what are you? What are you doing?" And you'll tell them, "I'm working on. I'm shoot. We're shooting this this one sketch. And I just did this feature." And then after you say that, then they're like, "Oh, what? What else? <laughs> you know, like that's like that's not enough for you to be a working uh uh sound guy." And and it's funny; it rolls off of you. It, it's funny because the more people ask, the more it rolls off of you. But I, I just I remember saying to the journalist, "I said, you know what? I I actually." I said, when people ask me, well, what would you be doing if not uh, comedy or acting? I, I said to her, I said, you know, that comes off, that's a little insulting. I said, and she got, she she got very, she's like, oh, no, I didn't. I, I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm not saying you're insulting. I said, it's just, that's a question that as a performer, you hear it often. And people don't realize how, how. uh a how discouraging it can be to to someone of a uh lesser intestinal fortitude might say, damn, you know, if people keep questioning it, maybe I'm maybe I shouldn't do it. Uh which honestly, if if you let people get to you, then you should beat it, you know. <laughs> um it also it it uh it makes it can make you feel like, geez, I'm working hard, you know, busting my balls, working hard to to become better and i thought me working on whatever project you're working on would be enough proof to say oh well i'm i'm doing it i this is what i do you you know and and honestly most most artists love the fact that they don't punch a clock as michael just said that's that's uh a, that's a, a heavy load lifted off that you're sort of self employed or if you're getting called to set i'm always amazed if anybody shows up to set and is angry cuz honestly if you show up to set that means you are a working you're you're working and if you're working then you should you should be happy because honestly you're in the small percentage of people that are working if you're a comic i i you know i know so many comics that complain but ultimately look man you don't have to you don't have to go you know, man, I'm saying I don't feel like going hanging out at uh stand up New York or, or the comedy cell. I gotta kiss the ring and wait around and hope somebody well that's that's what you do. That's that's part of it. That 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 honest that right there, the protocol for getting on stage is going hanging out in the club until you can get on until they give you stage time. That's 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 part of the hustle you know, and I'm guilty of that too, but I'm also, I'm mature enough to now, you know, say to myself, well, you know what, you, you, that new, that new bit is not working itself out at home. If I, if I want, if I'm working on a new joke, uh, about suicide, you got to do, you actually have to go do the work. You got to get on stage and, and make sure people, um, see the joke and you got to you gotta let the joke fail. You gotta let let uh let let yourself know um, that you know what I'm gonna work through this. It's it's boxing. Here I gotta go. I gotta go spar. I gotta keep getting. I gotta get hit in the face a bunch of times, and then then I'll finally say, you know what? I gotta I gotta lift my guard up because I'm I'm leaving my face too exposed, and and now now I have my hands over my face, but also over my body. So now if if somebody's hitting me. I'm blocking. I'm not getting hit in the head. It's the same with your jokes. So you get on, you <laughs> get on that stage, and they're not laughing. You got to figure out a way to either make them laugh and make this joke funny, or ditch the joke and move on on, on to the next one. You know, that's uh, that's I, I hear too many people complain, but I, I just I I found that I found that interesting that um, that people were. I don't know, or people do. I should say, still ask that question. And oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't answer. My, my answer, Mike, Michael just said, "Well, how'd you answer it?" I said, "That's, that's not a, that's a. I don't like dealing in hypotheticals, because um, that's a hypothetical question. Um, because honestly, this is what I do, and." and um, I went to college. I, I majored in, I studied, I, I studied uh, communications. I got I got my associates in communications and media arts, and I communicate with people. I'm I'm communicating right now on this podcast. So guess what, Monroe Community College, Rochester, New York? It worked. The degree is being put to use right now. I'm communicating with a couple of hundred people on this podcast every week. That's the Fothermuck protocol, is how we do. You know, uh, but but it's you know I I didn't answer it and and I wanted to make sure that that the the journalists understood I wasn't I wasn't taking offense or badgering them I was just letting them know that people might take offense to that inquiry because you wouldn't ask someone that worked a quote unquote normal job that question so why would you ask? Me that question as if what I'm doing is not is a not enough or b unattainable. You know, we about living out our dreams and letting people know that uh that inspiring people. You do this because you want to inspire people. You want people to feel like they that you can do anything that you 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 set out to do. You know, uh, I'm not, and you're gonna have more people, more people close to you tell you you can't do it. Everybody, everybody that uh, not even just every every. Artists I know, but just anyone I know that wanted to pursue anything of, of of any worth, value, or greatness has had family members or friends close to them say, "I don't know. You sure you want to do that? You sure about that? Why you want to do that?" And what what that speaks to is their fear. That's the Most people fear. Most people are so afraid of taking a chance That when you decide You know what, I think I'm going to take a chance They're going to project their fare onto you Because misery loves company And they'd much Much rather you sit and wallow in the misery With them Than have to say than, than have to go to your comedy show And say Hey man, yeah, you're you real funny A buddy of mine just opened Um and, and I'm saying this now when when this gets edited, Joseph, make sure we, we mention it in the uh in the description of this episode. Uh my buddy, um, actually friend to the show, my boy Calvin Fowler. Calvin has a new uh he, he has this documentary which he's been working on for for years. Calvin, just put the damn movie out, please. <laughs> Uh, and we spoke about it on the the for the mucking filmmaker episodes 1 through 3 i think we did 3 with him right um and he has his documentary about uh people that collect air jordans and the jordan brand and he uh, you know he shot this in, in all over the world really he's going to you know japan and uh, and uh i think europe you know interviewing sneakerheads and so he had jordan the i think the the Title is Jordan Heads, and he has a new Jordan Heads store that he opened, and he he just opened a Jordan Heads store called uh called Jordan Heads in 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 Bed Stuy Brooklyn, man, and I'm I'm very proud of him, and I actually have to go check out his uh check out his store. I've I've been hella busy, but I keep meaning to uh boom JordanHeadsBK.com. Y'all go and all Air Jordan. Simon's store at 302 Malcolm X Boulevard, Brooklyn, New York. That's that's my that's my boy Calvin's spot, man. You know how proud I am, Dean. You're so proud. You haven't gone to the store yet. No, but I plan on it. I plan on going. And look, he has the <laughs> Jordan head logo up there. and I'm just, you know, I'm I'm very excited and and happy that he uh that you know he. I didn't even know that was a dream. It j- it just opened recently. It's just recently opened, and I'm sure numerous people have said to him. Man, why are you gonna open a, another, yet another sneaker spot in Brooklyn? But good for him, you know. Um, this is a guy that, that's, you know, that sh- you know shadowed Spike Lee and, and interned for Spike and has worked on uh, numerous Spike Lee movies and has gone on to become a successful film, uh, film documentary documentarian and also successful video. Music video director, and now uh, this is another endeavor. And, and the beauty of being an artist, man, is is you're not necessarily boxed in to to one to one label or one form of of artistry. You know, he he's he's a filmmaker, he's an editor, and he's also an, now an entrepreneur. Good good for uh, Calvin. And, and really, that's that's I guess my point is to anyone out there, and don't 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 let fear get in the way of uh, of you doing something great because you I, I'd rather rather do it in fear do it um I'd rather do it and and not be fearful than be afraid and live with regret you know because everybody there's nothing with Jay said this is the number one fool this is the number. One. This is the number one rule for your set in order to survive. Gotta learn to live with regrets through our travels if we get separated never forget in order to survive. Gotta learn to live with regrets. I find myself reminiscing. Remember this one? When he was here, it was crazy nice with this son. I miss him. Long as I'm living, he's living through memories. He's here to cure all my suicidal tendencies In heaven looking over me. I'm in a real musical uh, sort of mood. This episode, uh, don't mind me. Uh, you know, sometimes the quotables. Uh, that's what I started doing. I'm started. <laughs> I started doing this. Started hashtag. That's that's my new thing. I'm trying to make. I'm not trying. You can't try anything. No try. Do or do not. There's no try. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm making sure, like every Monday, that I uh, that I do these things. These Monday morning quotables. Where I'm just putting up quotes from, uh, you know, a hip hop song that I like on on Twitter. Or I guess I could do it on Instagram too, but Twitter and, and Facebook just just quotes that uh that I like that are inspirational because I guess I find myself uh, quoting rappers. I always used to joke about that too, I, like people walking around quoting rappers like they're philosophers. But I get you know, I guess. They are our modern era philosophers like Keras like and BDP said. So you're a philosopher? Yes. You think Yes. You think Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think very deeply. Um, <laughs> oh, and you know what? I didn't. This is what I wanted to talk about last week. I totally forgot because I had so much fun with Mr. Vesey. Uh we we here in New York City on the F-train. <laughs> this girl. There's a clip on YouTube. I think it's titled "Man Slaps the Soul Out of This Girl" on on a train in Brooklyn. Did you see this clip? We we didn't talk. We didn't talk about the aftermath. We might have oh, spoken yeah. about it. So, uh, and the as a, as a part two to that story, uh, the dude that smacked her, he's he 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 got off on all charges. They've um. They felt like she assaulted him and he he uh was defending himself. so I'm actually, you know, as as someone that that keeps hearing about uh as a man living in an era where it seems like it's open season and okay for women to just hit a man and 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 not be held responsible for it. I'm not advocating uh men hitting women. I'm also not advocating women hitting men. I mean, like everyone should keep their hands to themselves. You're an adult, you should be able to communicate uh without using your your um your physical uh stature, you know. So that being said, maybe a day, like if that happened over the weekend, the following Monday, I had an audition in Manhattan. I was going uh, so I'm I'm on the train heading to Manhattan. And uh and a group of kids get on, a group of kids get on the subway, and they're loud, but they're also teenagers. So I'm like, "Well, that's what teenagers do." I'm looking down, I'm reading my my notes for for this audition, getting in getting my head in the space. So as I'm reading um reading what what are called sides for those that don't know um the sheets the the sheets your lines are called sides. I wonder why. I'm gonna look that up one day. So I'm reading my sides, and then uh, a little, you know, those smarties candies, you know, the, that come in a roll, roll of like thirty or forty. Yeah, all sugar, like no no nutritional value whatsoever. It's a roll of of hardened sugar. So as I'm reading the uh, sides. On on paper, the paper. Because sometimes I'll have them all, just on my my phone and read them. But I had the paper, so as I'm reading them, a piece of paper land a piece a smarty lands on my paper. So the kids that were loud, and they're probably I'm gonna say they're probably like seven or eight of them. Um, one is sitting. Uh, no, two are sitting adjacent across from me, and then the other two are like on the the uh, train on this in the seats facing away from me. Their backs are to me. And then a couple others sitting over with them. So that happens. I'm not on some. I'm yo. I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. You. I don't play that. Cause honestly, I'm wearing pretty. I'm almost dressed in a suit right now. I have a blazer on. I have a tie on. So nothing about me looks gully, <laughs> right? But at the same time, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? Grown man should just let... So I and I and I honestly, I just react with it without even thinking. So I'm like. I look over at them because I, I see they all got quiet and like, oh, shoot. And I'm like, all right, that's going to be the last time. I did make sure there was some bass in my voice. You know, I didn't say, all right, guys, that that's it. That's enough. Come on now. Please stop. You know, I I, I went back to my bass in, in the voice. I was like, all right, that, all right, that's, that's going to be the last time that happens. So maybe 20, 30 seconds passed. I didn't look back. At them for them to acknowledge it or anything I just wanted to make sure they they, they heard it So then 20-30 seconds Passes, this girl leans forward And she waves, she's like, "So I'm sorry So I said, "I said, nah, it's alright It's alright um, So then, here's, here's, where, here's where Here's where things happen So, next thing I know The girl comes and sits On the same uh, Bench on the subway, on the train As me uh, there's, With one seat between us so um she's like, how you doing? So I look over and I start laughing, right? Because I'm like, oh, this is this is funny, right? And, and her girls, her girlfriends are like egging her on, egging her on because she's like, I guess being flirty with me. And she's like, that teenager is probably like 17, 16, 17. So I don't really pay it any mind. So then this dude, I think he was Puerto Rican. Yeah, he's Puerto Rican because he says so. This dude sitting across from us. He's like, like she she's she's like how you doing? I'm like I'm, I'm cool. I'm I'm cool and I start chuckling. And then he's like so this the, this is what the book y'all do? <laughs> so I'm like I look up. I'm like wait, huh? What wait, what well, hold on? He's like this is what y'all do y'all y'all bother people. They just sitting there quietly on the train. Y'all just y'all y'all kids got nothing better to do but bother mother- And and I'm like oh no no I'm I'm I was fine. Sir, you didn't hear the bass in my voice, you know. Uh, so then she gets the she's like, no, no, I just, I, I, sir, I, she even called him sir. She's like, I said, I'm sorry. I just said I'm sorry, sir. I said, and I said, yeah, yeah, no, nah, it's it's not. I said, son, it's not, it's not that serious. Uh, that's and it's funny because I, in my mind, I'm like, no, no, but I'm like, no, nah, my man, it's it's cool, it's no biggie. He's like, yeah, aye. All right, all right. So, but now because he just checked her and called her friends into it and now her friends are watching it's funny the dynamics that are are at play because now she has to defend herself because this dude just came at her sideways so she's like but more, you, know, you guys tell someone serious when they start when they start pounding their fists right so she's like you know what but if mobogers uh mind their own business um they wouldn't be in it cuz i just i just told him sorry so if, and I'm and in my mind, I'm like, I, I'm just trying to audition for a role where I'm wearing a suit, you know? <laughs> and next thing you know, they're in a full-blown argument going back and forth. And and he eventually he's like, well, if you, if you feel in any types of ways, and he's a grown man. I mean, he's probably got to be 25, 30. He's like, but he comes over and he's like, and, and says to her, you know, well, if, if, if because you're talking so strong, if you really want to do something about it, I'm about to get off the train on at this next platform so we could do something about it out there if you're feeling so strong. Because honestly, you're talking, and that's what happened. That's how I felt things escalated on the uh on that YouTube clip of the girl getting her soul smacked at her. Was that dude was sitting there and and this girl was clowning him, talking like was talking all types of greasy to him. and then uh and the expectation was he wasn't going to do anything. Now, he shouldn't have done anything. He shouldn't have put his hands on her up until a certain point because as a woman, he's bigger, he's strong, he's probably six, four, so um I'm gonna say six, five with the eight ball jacket. It got him a little taller. Uh, and she's clowning his. Hey, don't nobody wear no hey, that that they ain't ball jacket from the from the night from, from the nineties. You from the nineties? Get your get your get your money up. That's what she kept doing. Get your money up. Which is I'm like, who? Why does everyone sound like they're in an episode of Basketball Wise? Because you're not. This is reality. That's reality TV, which is scripted, right? Um, people watching too much TV, feeling like they can talk to. Anybody on the street, the way they see people talking on these shows, but what they don't see is on these shows there's a gang of large Negroes and large white dudes and large Puerto Rican dudes all standing in the background waiting to scoop somebody up if something goes down. You out here on the train just talking greasy. You don't know who. I'm sitting here saying to myself when this is going down, I'm like, so is this dude about to now swing on this this young lady? Am I going to have to now... Uh, explain to to the crib later on. Yeah, I was just trying to break up a fight. Well, why do you have a scratch on your face? I was I was trying to be the bigger person. So he says we can do something if you want to get off the train. And she's like, oh, so you you about to threaten a, a a woman? I was like, but you just were talking wild strong, and now now you're a woman. Now now you're a demure young lady. So he says, yeah, you lucky I don't call call the cops on your ass. Right, so then his was funny. Then she realizes, and she she backs down a little. She's like, "Oh my, oh my God, who who does that? Who does that?" I'm like, "Well, you you just were acting like you're you're above records, and you don't care if the cops come." So when the train stops at the next station, he was getting off, so he gets off, and uh, the the uh, train driver, conductor, whatever, he he goes because that's right in our in our compartment. He knocks on the window and I see him on the platform talking to talking to this conductor. He's like, Yeah, these, you know, people sitting out here and, and these kids threw something that hit this dude and they sitting there uh bothering people who are just trying to ride the train. So my man opens the door up and slides the door back. This is a big brother, right? Large brother. I'm like, how do you fit in that little compartment? <laughs> Uh, he lo- and you don't even see his face. I just see his bald head turn, so I only see the profile of his face and his gigantic back. He's like, is there, there a problem back there? And all these kids are like, no, you like in unison. No, no, no. I'm like, nah. He's like, I, I heard something went down. I said, nah, dude. It's, it's, I, they apologize. It's cool. And, and he's like, you sure? Yes. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. So then... So then he says to the dude and the the oh you you know what how I knew he was Puerto Rican was she was like well this nigga this nigga over here he's like I ain't no nigga I'm I'm Puerto <laughs> I'm Puerto Rican actually that ain't my name I'm poor and so he's off the train now they they didn't get kicked off so next thing I know I know he called her out her name he called her a bitch and he gave her a finger and grabbed his. Grabbed his nuts And she was like Oh boy Grab your little thing and, and so as this is all going on I finally said to them I said I said Y'all saw that video Um, Y'all saw that F train Smack the soul They were like yeah I said So you know people are, are hypersensitive I said That's where that came from I said That's where that came from That's I said "That's, that's, that's good. It was sad That he even wound up Now stooping To their level You know By grabbing his nutsack Or what have you you know, but honestly, I was like, "How did how did this occur? How did what happened? What I I had no idea what uh what what occurred. It was it was Mike just says something always happens to me on the trains, man. Since it's, it's, it's New York City subway system, it's it's a uh, it's it's a wonderful uh, transit system, MTA, the uh, MTA of New York City. Uh, so I just I thought it was uh, I thought it was interesting that that happened right after. That went down and and went viral on YouTube. And then, uh, yeah, then they, they it, it got, it became awkward because they, like, they kept flirting. And I was like, all right, uh, your kids, can you leave me alone, please? So I just got quiet. And then I got off at, like, another station and waited for another train to come. Because I didn't feel like being, by- oh, you know what it was? No, they were transferring. They, they, they were on, I had to transfer trains but I was happy to get off the train three stops later and wait for the uh, other train to come because I didn't feel like being bothered, man. I was like, you know what? Because I don't think they were bad kids. They were just they're young and dumb. And that's how that goes. sometimes. So, what have we learned here today? Ain't a damn thing. You don't tune into the... Well, you did, you know, you learned You learned that you never should ask um, someone of the arts what, what else they would be doing. Other than what it is that they're doing, because obviously what they're doing makes them happy, so why question it That's how i feel uh this is, this is uh you know this this is your man Dean Edwards son you know it's been it's been a nice episode uh you know what uh the holidays are are now upon us by the time you hear this uh the polar vortex has been in full effect especially up in Buffalo. Damn. How you get six feet? When they first said six feet of snow, I was like, oh, they they meant uh, inches. They were like, nah, six feet of snow in 24 hours. Um, I feel bad. Like, there was, a, the I think, the Niagara University women's basketball team. They were stranded on the New York State Thruway for over 24 hours. Can you imagine? You know who I felt bad for? The person that was like, I'll be back to my dorm, and I'll charge my phone then. Cause you know, somebody's phone was dead and some and somebody um had like extra charger, extra batteries, and people like, Yeah, you know, I just gotta call call my mother. Oh, well, you should have called your mother on your phone before you, you kept putting up uh hashtag stranded on the bus, you know. Um but but you know, hopefully that's not a sign of things to come, but I think it is, man. I think it's gonna be a things gonna be a brutal winter. So early. it's early and, and is is November and we're, we're getting hit, damn. So if you if you have a snowblower, I think it might be a good time to go get it checked on to make sure it's working. Um, in January, not even January, shoot, December, man, because uh, it's about to go down. Polar vortex part two coming to a hood near you. Uh, brought to you by the people that brought you Sharknado. Needle parts one and two. Yo. So anyway, listen, man. As always, we always thank y'all. In in, in parting, we wish you love, peace, and so. Um. And as I said, you know, once again, congrats to our to our, our super producer, Mr. Joseph Bessie, um, for for having his uh ten hours of dribbling uh, as a white boy in New York City on the cover of Slam Online. Y'all go check the clip out. It's pretty funny. It's on his it's on Bessie's YouTube channel uh right now. Excuse me. Sorry, I'm yawning in your ear. Um and follow Joseph at Joseph Vesey on uh on Instagram and Twitter and uh catch him at a comedy club near you. Oh boom just uh just added uh to the 2015 uh 2015 takeover uh, starts in uh I'm actually in, for New Year's I'm uh I'm I'm going overseas to an undisclosed location in Southwest Asia again, uh, I'm going back over there to Qatar <laughs> to entertain the troops for uh, for New Year's. Yeah, 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 man, because that's uh, it's crazy. But you know, that's uh, you know, that's that's what I do for for uh, my fellow uh, veterans. Um, they 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 do it for our freedom, so we can we can do it for them and for the vine. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm starting off uh, 2015. Notice, I say that twenty fifteen because my year, son. I say that every year. I'm gonna say that every year as long as the the teens until nineteen, and then twenty. I'll have to figure something else out. So I got I, I I got another five years or so of it. Um, uh, and then uh on MLK weekend you can catch me at uh at Gotham Comedy Club. Oh, Joe Joe told you, or did I tell you? Okay, yeah, I'm gonna be at Gotham Comedy Club again. Uh, it's always fun to uh to rock out in the backyard and uh keep an ear and eye out um for me uh, hitting a couple of other places uh we'll be back in Dallas I think in April and then Plano, Texas in June and uh, you know the dates are filling up which is always always happy to know and happy to hear and oh and once again go check out uh you know the new movie Top 5 we got a little little shine in there little shine's better than no shine um, so you can catch me in in top five along with a, a slew of funny cats, both big names that you're familiar with, like obviously Chris Rock, said the entertainer, JB Smoove, my man Kev Hart, uh, uh, Leslie's in there, Mike Che, Michael Shay, Jay Farrell, and then uh, I just found out my man uh, uh, Keith Robinson is in it. Grand grand granddaddy's in there. Keith is in there. Uh, uh Lynn Coppett's... Um. Uh, Will Vince has a nice nice role as the uh as a as a haitian or oh, oh, revolutionary um so yeah and I'll be in Tampa what am I saying I'll be in Tampa in in December the uh the second weekend of December I'm looking to double check I'll be in Tampa at the Tampa improv November, uh December 11th through 14th so if you're in the Tampa area uh, come down to ebor 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 city and rock out we always have fun down uh, as always, comment, subscribe, like. Um, shout out to all, all our you know, standard bearers that that keep us on point. Uh uh, my man, big, big Oscar. <laughs> Oscar always is, is giving us a shout out and retweeting when, when we put the new episodes up. Malibu Kells. Always gives us love. Uh insta CMR. We're gonna get you caught up because <laughs> you started listening in the middle. So you should just start from the beginning and work your way up. Like uh like like uh the Cindy Ellis has been doing. <laughs> see, I'm i I'm pinning people against each other on SoundCloud. And check us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and we gotta talk about I wanna see if we can get on Stitcher. I wanna get on Stitcher because I've been hearing people say that that droid uh droid users uh listen on Stitcher, so we gotta get on there. And we're working on that for y'all as we speak. So uh as always, man, y'all be safe. Have a great holiday. And we'll catch y'all on the next Mucking Protocol, man. It's your man Dean Edwards. Uh follow me at I am Dean Edwards, cause as always, that's who I am. We always in the building. Big up Mia and the new website is coming, y'all. Oh, and and check out my Facebook fan page. And and follow and like the uh, the new fan page, um, Facebook.com/slash I am Dean Edwards because once again that's who I am. We'll catch you next time. Two fingers, busy.